Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Locked on Phillies podcast. My name is Dan Wilson. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2020. And on today's episode, part two of my conversation with yesterday with Jack Fritz from 94WIP. If you didn't listen to yesterday, Jack, of course, is the producer of the afternoon show at WIP, also a host on the High Hopes Phillies podcast. In part one of our conversation, if you haven't gotten the chance to listen to it, we discussed potential suitors for rotation spots, bullpen spots, Didi Gregorius a little bit. We got more into that today in terms of what this roster will look like moving forward. Guys who he and I would both like the Phillies to sign. And of course, Andy McVale, will he be here through the end of 2021? Would Phillies fans really have to wait out another full year of this current front office regime, I'll call it? And before I let him go, I, of course, got him to drop a couple of takes on the podcast. So without further ado, Jack Fritz from 94WIP. I guess the idea of them being 100 pieces away is when you feel like you go through an entire season and literally no one works and you feel like just, you know, get rid of the entire thing. I agree with you. Look, Hector Naris is going to be back in the bullpen. Brogdon's going to be back. Romero's going to be back. If uh, who is it? Sir Anthony ever you know, recovers from the surgery that they waited extremely long to do. I, I don't even know what the full story on that is or why they waited to do it, but there are some pieces there and you go sign someone, like you said, Trevor may, if no one's in on Kirby Yates cause they believe he's not what he was two years ago, or that's why I thought if the market for Brad hand goes on forever, like I'd be in on him, take the risk. Uh, yeah, a, a thousand percent, especially when you've had this bullpen, you know, I mean, like you, you need talented arms. I think they're more like three. I think there's like three signings away from being a good bullpen. Um, and again, like I, I do like some of the guys they have come through the minor league system. I mean, I, I, they, they finally started drafting some hard throwers. They're developing some hard throwers. You know, everyone loves the crap on the Phillies. Like, uh, you know, they're for the longest time, haven't been able to develop players. Like I think they have the right guys in place down there now to start getting the most out of these guys as long as they value them. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I would be building a bullpen would be so exciting. Like, cause you just, it's just go get guys to throw hard and have stuff like the Rays do it every year. They have guys that throw hard left and right side. And they have guys that drop down to give the, the hitter a different, uh, view. And they have some guys that can just spin the hell out of a slider, you know? Um, but there's, there's some really intriguing arms i mean even like i would try to bring back david robertson like a prove it one year deal i mean why not he's almost coming back this year he's always been consistent and always been good at until he put on a phillies uniform um yeah like there's there's a lot of intriguing arms that could help this team and obviously buying bullpen pieces is always tough because of the injuries it feels like they always happen but that can't that can't make you afraid of of trying to make the team better I wanted to circle back to the middle infield. Were you surprised they didn't extend a qualifying offer to Didi Gregorius? And would you have? Uh, yeah, I think it was like one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. I don't, I don't get. There was no reason not to do it. It's literally the perfect win-win. If he accepts it, great. You have him for one more year at eighteen million dollars, and then you can bring up Bryce and Stott, and he'll be more ready to go. You know, Bryce and Stott by next year will be 24, 25, and. He should be ready to to assume the everyday shortstop role. I mean, that'd be two years removed from getting drafted. Um, so yeah, I just 
I thought it was ridiculous. I thought I really did. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, and the only reason that DD was not resigned or was not offered a qualifying offer is because they're cheap and they didn't, they were afraid that he was going to um, accept the offer and they would have to pay him $18.9 million. You are a top five market in baseball and you are afraid of a guy taking a one year deal and coming back. That is, that is embarrassing. That's, that's a new low. That's a new low. So, um, it was, it was the perfect, it was the perfect opportunity to get a stopgap shortstop. Um, and if he doesn't sign in here and he gets a multi-year deal elsewhere, then guess what? You get a draft pick out of it. Like it's, it should have been, it should have been so easy. And yet they are so worried about him accepting that offer that it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So, uh, I thought it was an egregious decision. I thought it was an embarrassing decision yeah, I just think I think it's a new it's totally embarrassing that a top five top five market in baseball that's top five payroll is uh, afraid of a player taking uh, a qualifying offer. And it's it's actually hurting the franchise. I mean, it's making the franchise worse. It's making the Phillies worse. It, again, I mean, best case scenario, he accepts it. And you have a guy on a one year, $18.9 million deal while you're short while your shortstop of the future is, is developing behind him. Um, and Worst or not, I mean, even worst case scenario, if it, even if it is, he takes a multi-year deal elsewhere, and you get a comp pick off of it, and you get a draft pick, and you get to make your get to make your team better that way. It just, it was very, it was very, very disappointing, and it kind of gives me little hope heading into this offseason that they're going to make any kind of splashes if they're afraid to kind of, you know, do that move. I couldn't agree with you more. I thought it made sense for a variety of reasons, a few of which you hit on. One, you have Bryson Stott projected to come up in a little more than a year or so. If he, if Gregorius is asking for a three-year contract, and by the way, you just got him on like a one-year prove-it kind of deal, and he likely would have accepted a one-year qualifying offer. Even if he didn't, you get compensation in the draft. But let's say he does for a second. It makes perfect sense. The guy's been a bit of a yo-yo offensively throughout his career it almost made too much sense and like you said they were too cheap and didn't want to do it also if they don't bring him back and let's say they just kind of do nothing you have scott kingry playing every day like i don't i don't know if that scares you i would imagine it scares you as much as it scares me but it the rippling effects of this for 2021 make absolutely no sense unless they have something unrumored i'll say up their sleeve well and and like What's the plan at shortstop next year? I mean, is it is it seriously Segura who you just moved off the position because you didn't want him to play there because he was so bad defensively? Is that what else are they going to do if you don't? Well, don't no, I, like, I would hope I would hope that they would take like a. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this because of how much I wanted him gone, but like I would take Freddie on a one year deal. Like, like, bring back Freddie. Listen, if you could bring back Trevor May and Freddie Galvis in one offseason, we really got something cooking here. But in all seriousness, like, Freddie Galvis on a one-year deal is a stopgap shortstop, shortstop that can, you know, maybe slap you 15 to 20 homers and play really solid defense. It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, he's a pretty useless offensive player when it comes, to like, on base percentage and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I would take Freddie for a year. I'd also take... I would also take, uh, I mean, Andrew Alton Simmons for a year. You know, there there are some decent stopgap shortstops. I would hope that they're that they're not going to go in next year with 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 Didi or not with Didi with Segura at shortstop or Kingery at shortstop. Even though I thought Kingery got better there, as his what is his first year rounded up. Um, so yeah, I, I I am not out 
on on Kingery. Um, I actually thought he showed some good signs at the end of the year, which was saying a lot because I think he batted like one twenty five. Like I don't know, it was it was a pretty brutal Scott Kingery year. But um, yeah, I'm not totally out on him. I just don't think you can trust him as your everyday shortstop. Obviously, aren't yeah? I was gonna say, aren't you doing your team a incredible disservice by planning to roll him out there for 162 like and what if someone gets hurt then what are you doing like i don't know it, it the i agree with you the gregorius qualifying offer almost made too much sense that they didn't do it both in terms of years how old he is the market size the money i actually still can't believe they didn't do that more of the locked on phillies podcast coming right up but first i want to tell you about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever They have 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My personal favorite, cookies and cream. I just tried it the other day. Bars are healthy. That's the best part about these things. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or girl. They will help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for anyone on a diet. While supplies last, you will get a free cooler with your purchase. Again, while supplies last, you will get a free cooler with your online purchase. Go to www.builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on so they know I sent you. You can use the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. One last time, that's www.builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'll ask for your prediction of what does actually. I know we all have these ideas, and every November or October, because this team never makes the playoffs anymore, we discuss all these things that they should do. What will this team actually look like next year? Uh, I don't, I literally, I literally have no idea. You know, I, I, I hope that it's, I hope it's Theo. Um, I really do. I, I hope that, because I think ultimately it's just going to cost money. I, got the, I think ultimately it's going to come down to is John Middleton willing to pay what it takes to get through Epstein here. And if he is, great. Because then you're going to get one of the best executives in the sport and a future Hall of Famer. If he's not, then I think we're stuck with the likes of freaking Ned Coletti and um, <laughs> uh, Jim Hendry and Brian Sabian and those guys of the world. Like, I think that's what we're stuck with. Unless they get smart and, and, and try to go after and target a Thad Levine as they view him as a guy that is a rising star. Um you know, amongst the executive route. So first is going to come like, honestly, there's not going to be a move until they, until they figure out what they're doing in the front office. And then we'll go from there. Uh, as for on the field, like, it's just going to be a bunch of, a bunch of one or two year deals um, and guys that view as steals. You know, I think, I think a guy like Hamels makes sense, you know, just finally get in the reunion and let him kind of go out the way he wanted to go out. I mean, he's a world series MVP. He had a good run here. Um, you know, just let him, let him do what he wants to do. It's like, it's not like, you, it's, I mean, you need pitching. Like, it's not like you, you can have the luxury of turning down Cole Hamels. And then like, you know, I think they'll, I think they'll definitely address the bullpen. Um, you know, I think, I think it may make sense. Um, uh, I would love a Kirby Yates, but again, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're forward thinking enough to take another shot on, on guys who have gotten hurt. Um, like Garrett Richards would be a great signing. Are they going to do it? Probably not. They'll probably make the wrong decision there. I don't know. I can't, I can only lead this team to water. I can't make them drink it. You know, it's, it's very tough. It's very tough. There's a lot of pressure on my shoulders, but um, I don't know. I, I don't, I, 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 I haven't gotten any indication 
from what we've read that they're going to make some kind of big splash. I just hope it all comes down to the president for me. If they get a smart guy in here, I'll have some hope. If they bring in an old guy, then I'm just expecting like a bunch of <laughs> signing old players and uh, no foresight. So um, yeah, it all, for me, it all comes down to the president's role and then we'll go from there. I'll get you out of here on this. It doesn't even have to be baseball. It could be baseball related. It doesn't have to be. It could be all sports related. It could just be life related. I'll, one part of the intro I did not give you at the beginning of the show is that you're also a host on the Art of the Take podcast. Huge fan. Do you have any takes for us? Whether it be living in COVID, just life. My personal favorite of yours, I think, is that people overreact to farts and social situations. I'm a huge fan of that. I kind of utilize that every day. Give us something that we can all just smile about here is before we end because the Phillies are depressing sometimes, frankly, the Phillies are not fun. Are they? Ah, man. Do I have a take? I do, but I'm trying to think of like a funny one that I had written down that I, cause we haven't done an art of take in like forever. You like just write takes down as you think of them, like as a, as yeah. a pure takesman. Okay. Yeah. I, I do write them down and I have a whole, uh, um crap um man i don't have any good ones written down i used to have good ones written down and then i stopped writing them down because oh um josh harris is better than than john middleton i mean everyone rips everyone that's a low bar that's a a really but everyone everyone rips everyone rips josh harris for over the years which is fine I, i i did too but you know this office, this offseason is going to come down to literally the most simplest thing in the world. Is Josh Harris? Josh Harris got the guy. He got there on Maury, and is is John Middleton going to step up and do the same? I mean, literally, that's 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 where we're at. Um, the Willie Mays catch was overrated. It's an absolute like I've seen that catch a thousand times. Or I don't care with the World Series. Um, do you have a take on the Jeter play, the flip? Because a lot of people think that's overrated recently, and I know you're a big Jeter's overrated guy. I think. Oh, Jeter's the worst. I mean, Jeter is uh, is a slap hitter. I mean. DJ, honestly, DJ LeMayhew is a better hitter than, than Derek Jeter ever was. So D, D, DJ LeMayhew was what Yankees fans thought Derek Jeter was. Okay. And any thoughts on the flip play itself? Because I, I feel like that's just like a heads up play, not necessarily like. He would have been out anyway. If he just left the ball travel and didn't make it all about him, then that ball gets to home plate and Jeremy, and Jeremy Giambi is out anyway. So whatever. It's stupid. Jeremy Giambi is just also like slow as hell. And the only reason why the highlights even possible it i'm interested that you brought up the josh harris john middleton thing just because i think there's a lot of parallels between the sixers and the phillies both were organizational issues they ran gabe kapler was basically run out of town it was the organization's fault at least in my opinion same thing with the sixers like they got rid of brett brown they got a more quote-unquote you know a strong resume head coach in terms of doc rivers but getting daryl morey was a much bigger deal in my opinion and I think them getting Theo Epstein would be like their version of the Sixers getting Daryl Morey. Also, the BS they're spreading, and I know you're on this too, so I don't I'm preaching to the choir here, of no one wants to uproot during a pandemic is maybe one of the dumbest things ever said by any sports figure in the history of sports. Well, which, which is worse. I mean, that or um, if we don't, we don't. I think this is actually worse. You think so? I, re- I, re- I don't know, man. He literally said at a trade deadline, if we make the playoffs, we do. If we don't, we don't. Sending a message to your fan base. Well, 
Why even what, show up for the rest of the year? And what message are you sending to your fan base? Just flat out lie. Like everyone knows it's a lie. It literally everyone knows it's a lie. And you know, no one wants to uproot during a pandemic. So you're stuck with us again for a year. That's basically saying, forget we're not just punting August and September. We're punting all 162 next year, or we're prepared to. Yeah, yeah. But also, also, this could be posturing. You know, this could be, this could be. Uh, hey, you know, we're really, you know, we're not that smart, but. You know, we're, we're setting the table. I don't know, man. They're both bad. And I can't wait till he's gone. Only one more year. Only one more year till he's gone. So we're just going to sit here and count down till the end of 2021. And then we get to be excited about the Phillies again. Is that how this is going to work? Sure. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We'll still be here. We'll still watch every night. You know, they're not it's going anywhere. Brutal. It's literally brutal. I know it's brutal. I know it's brutal. But in one year. Andy McPhail is going to be uprooted out of here. It's we could still be in a pandemic at that point. We'll even yeah. want to leave. You right. Know, right. I, he, he will, he'll sign a contract extension. Jack Fritz. Great to have you on uh, the podcast today. Um, again, you can check him out at Jack Fritz WIP on Twitter, host of the afternoon show with John Marks and Mike Reese. And of course the high hopes podcast and the art of the take podcast. Left that out at the start. Jack, thank you so much. Thanks Dan, man. Have a good one. You too. That'll do it for another week of Locked on Phillies podcast. Obviously, a huge thank you to Jack for coming on at the end of this week and giving us enough content, or giving me enough content, I should say, to produce not one but two episodes. I'll have a lot more for you next week as we come up on the holiday. But until then, have a great weekend, everyone. I'll talk to you on Monday.